What's up, my nigga? What did you just say? What's up, my nigga? A hundred and twenty-three of these things. For sometimes, sometimes it don't seem like a big number. Cause we did a hundred what last year, something like that. But I guess it is not. I guess it for sure is. It's it's hard to like. I mean, if you think about how many minutes that is, you feel me? Like how many, how much time we have put into the podcast, and you know, you you can't just measure the time based off of how many, how long every episode is. Of course, that's you know, thousands of minutes. You feel me? But the time that it takes to uh, research, do the history, study, practice articulating the the points. You feel me? We put in, we getting close to putting in. You know. Well, our 10,000 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 100 came out on April 26th, so we almost a year away. Mm-hmm. A year anniversary since the 100th episode. Damn, it's going to take us two years to get to episode 200? At this rate, shoot. <laughs> I think you like four a week. Three. I think three is feasible. Three to four a week. This is our second in two weeks. Hopefully, y'all appreciate this. And y'all right, three like or four this. a month a week. Oh, man. Three a month is feasible, I believe. Yeah, three to four a month is for sure feasible. Y'all probably have heard that say this before. <laughs> it's like a revolving window. On you know how, that's how growth is. <laughs> you just got to repeat it over and over because our intention might be to do it, you know? <laughs> this That's how growth is. You know, you're always like, nah, I'm doing this. And then you feel that way for an hour. And then a week later, you find yourself back at the same conclusion and making the same stance. But regardless the the... Productivity is there in political education and other ways. You know, we've still done our community learnings. We've still done our writings. We've done the cadres, reading a lot. So it's all there. Hella Black, episode 123, patreon.com backslash Hella Black Pod. Since we did the other, um, no, okay, I'm not going to say, I was going to say, since we did the other podcast, like now I'm just so self conscious about am I, pronoun- am I enunciating? Am I slurring? Is the B's and P's sounding right? But the P pops and nah, I don't give a fuck. Can I we get two new patrons this month? Come on, go share it. Just subscribe. We got a five dollar tier. Two new patrons. That's all we need. For five dollars, you get three podcasts a month. That sounds pretty extended. Pretty content. fair. Pretty fair to me. But yeah. Shout out to the patrons, man. Go sign up if you listen to this. Patreon.com slash Pod. Support the real. Feel me? Not only talking to talk, walking the walk, building programs for decolonization. You feel me? Being outside, or organizing people, and building educational programs outside of the program or outside of this podcast. You feel me? So, you know, uh, your favorite podcaster probably ain't doing that. They might be. Nah, they not. Decolonization programs? I don't know. <laughs> Death not. Maybe some mutual aid, but decolonization programs, working to free the land from your American control. I don't know. I don't know about that one. <laughs> Most of the podcasters who do this are doing this full time. Most podcasters do, you know. They do it full time, which is why they're able to crank out. Anyway, what do we got? Black Joy? Black Joy. 
Also, I'm going. I'm excited for this episode. I'm excited for it. We're gonna be discussing what's in the name. If you haven't seen the what's in the name, uh, like round table discussion, y'all should check it out. Where Kwame Ture has to educate a lot of folks who might seemingly be his peers, the same age, but seem to lack the intelligence <laughs> and rationale that Ture does. I think what's that? Uh, I hope this channel is ran by a black person. Is it the Afro Marxist channel? <laughs> I hope it's ran by a black person because I'll be watching all that shit. Yeah, they be they be having some heat. I'll be watching all that shit. They be having fire. Uh, it's on the Afro Marxist page on YouTube, but it's called "What's in a Name." We're gonna be talking about what's in a name today. What's in a name? You made sure to hit that TNS. Yeah, one. <laughs> exactly. We're gonna be talking about what's in a name today, and just to give y'all, excuse me. An overview of what the roundtable discussion uh, centers on. It discusses, uh, you know, the identifier as the, the identifiers of African American, Black, Negro, and African. And you had different folks, uh, different Black folks, different New Africans discussing what name should be applied. Um, and so we're going to be dis- discussing our thoughts on that conversation and what we believe is the correct identifier for uh, black folks here in the so-called United States um, and Africans everywhere, new Africans everywhere. We're going to be discussing that. But first, we got to get into our Black Joy segment. Do we want to read? Do we have any submissions for this week? No, nah, that's actually on us, though, because we haven't posted the last podcast begging uh, people, yeah. people to... Uh, to well, uh, post their joy. When this when this episode comes out, it's because we recorded two episode two episodes in the last week, and the new one hasn't dropped yet. Where we asked y'all to share. So when you hear this episode, please y'all send us y'all black joy at tweet at hella black pod, or if you're a patron, you know just comment. We want to share it because it's important. Not on the um, you know black joy has become a very for lack capitalist, of words, you know, cultural capitalist nationalist thing, you know but it's like in the midst of all this turmoil especially for folks that's out here organizing and consciously fighting a good fight uh, it's important that we make space for our our joy our happiness our moments of 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 content you know like asada shakur said you know he wasn't just or was it zaid who told asada that like, you ain't just put on this earth to just work and die Remember the book? You know I'm referring to. You know I know exactly what you're You know you're not just put on this work, put on this planet to just work and die. Whether you're revolutionary, community organized, whatever you consider yourself, just the average day to day human being fighting against your colonial subjugation. We want to share our joy, and it's not just black folks. You know we got a segment called Normal Joy too, <laughs> for the non, just joy for the yeah. non New Africans. Drop your joy, folks. drop your joy. What's your black joy? So just uh, this this peach cobbler I had this week. <laughs> oh, was that this weekend? Yeah, and just being around good people, family. You feel me? Um, you know, family ain't always blood ties, but you know, being around, breaking bread with everybody. You know, especially post fasting, that was a brought me a lot of joy. Being around folks, eating good food. You know what I'm saying? Breaking bread amongst your people. Mm-hmm. Breaking bread and. 
on this table. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. <laughs> a lot of bread has been broken on this table. <laughs> decades. At least 60 years of <laughs> Decades, years. you know what I'm saying? 60 and just, years. So just being in a circle around this table and being in a community, you feel me? Yeah. Definitely brought me some joy. Yeah, that was fun, for sure. That was hella fun. I enjoy dinners, bro. Specifically, like, you know, the family bust-down dinners yeah. at home. I like going out to eat, too, but... Something different it's just about something, being you know, there. You want to control the, whole, control the whole atmosphere. You yeah. control the whole atmosphere. As opposed to, you know, having, like, your own little section at a restaurant or whatever. Not section, you know. but, you know, it's a lot going on. Lot which is cool on. sometimes. Which is cool, yeah, but, you know, being in your own comfort... You know what I'm saying? Being able to uh, <laughs> uh, have your socks off and just walk around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember uh, when Sonny was gassing me. I was like, well, you ain't got no shoes on. I remember that one time. I said, bro, I'm in my own house, man. What you mean? <laughs> I did. You used to be here with no socks on. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, What's your joy? Mine hasn't happened yet. On Friday, we finna go out to dinner for my guy that's birthday. Um, I think it's a it's a surprise for him. I'm not sure. Uh, Let's make sure we drop this after Friday, then. You know, <laughs> he don't, I don't think he gonna listen to this shit. Uh, we'll see if it is. If he does, you never know. Huh? <laughs> happy, happy early birthday to my to my godfather. Um, it's just gonna be chill because I was I was texting his wife this morning, asking her what size shoe he wear, and then. I was walking to take the recycles to the to take the bottles to the recycle. I'm just like, damn, I've had the fortune of having like some good men in my life. Uh, my goddad for sure. Especially like when I was, you know, that's someone who coached and trained me when I was playing football. Uh in high school. Just showed me how to work, showed me how to grind. Uh so I'm excited to celebrate his birthday. Someone who's always been there for me the best that he could. So I know it's going to be a joyous moment. We're going to a restaurant that I haven't heard of. I, um, some shit. We might be going to a restaurant. One of the restaurants that's on the menu is this place called it's, it's called Trader Vic's. Have you been there before? I don't think so. I've heard of it, though. Yeah, I'm like, I didn't even know this shit existed. Yeah, I heard of it. Uh, apparently, it's like by the water or something, right? Yeah. I wonder Actually, how, like, where down, where, where is it at exactly? I'll be seeing it. I'll be hearing about it. Yeah, I don't. Where is this, bro? The Hilton. Oh, okay. It's past. It's on pal, like past all that stuff. I've never been. My mom used to have an office down there, but I don't even think I went. I've never been all the way to the end. Oh, it's kind of about. Uh, okay. Mexican spot. Bro, there's Chevy. a seafood restaurant down there too. You see this shit? Yeah. Bro, we can. Niggas, <laughs> they got 3.5 stars on Yelp, though. <laughs> I, you don't know, man. Lay uh, Cheval got... Racist niggas just be racist. Lay Cheval got like three stars, but... Word? Yeah, Lay Cheval... Why? Because people don't know good food, bro. Lay Cheval got three and a half stars. That is insane. Lay Cheval is one of the most consistent restaurants in Oakland. One of the best. One of the best and consistent... Bus downs. It's not even. It's not even a question. Yeah, I had no clue. Yeah, I got three and a half on Yelp. This Trader Vic's got three and a half too. Oh, you might be in for a surprise. 
I mean, I seen that menu. Look all right, but this other spot that we looking at right now, I need to go here. Like without question, I need to go here. But yeah, bro, that's my black joy. So. <laughs> Excited to celebrate my goddad's birthday. I like how you uh stating your intention <laughs> to to have a black joy man manifesting it before it happened. I'm trying to, bro. You know, like we said, we just had a whole 30 minute conversation on intentions before this. <laughs> so I'm trying to keep mine right, keep my heart, keep my heart pure, keep my mind pure. You know, it's hard to do that sometimes in a world that just wants to keep a nigga down. For, like For real. Words. For real. Wants to keep us Negroes down. Wants to keep us African Americans down. Keep us Americans, us Negro Americans, us uh, American descendants of slaves, mm-hmm. us I voted ass Americans, us I got a f- flag in front of my house on the 4th of July ass Americans, but you black. <laughs> That's all right, man. So as we get there, right, in your panel, we should upload, did you get the audio from that? Nah, I can ask for it though. We should, we should upload that. Is that plagiarism? <laughs> so I spoke on it for free, so yeah, we, should <laughs> upload, we should upload that as a possible so can hear it. For sure. Um, but in this discussion that he did last week, that boss did last week, uh, the panel, there was a question posed around the importance of I, of identifying as new African versus uh, African-American or black. Uh, and in that question, that made me think about the roundtable discussion, what's in the name. Um, and so we wanted to just have a conversation here around, I guess we can start off first. Well, what do you think? Should we discuss the historical development of these, of these different terms and then ground us out on why new African is the correct? What do you think is the best? We could do either or. We could start why new African is correct and then do the historical. I don't know. We could just talk. <laughs> let's, start, let's, start, let's do the historical. Yeah. Right? So you have terms that... Uh, I should have did more research. Well, we. Can, but, I mean, we we wasn't even. If we talking, if we go back to continent, like yeah, we wasn't, we was never, we was never calling ourselves black. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. If anything, it was about about our tribe. You feel mm-hmm. me? Our tribe first. You mm-hmm. feel me? Like that. That was our our tribe. All right. What is what's our tribal relation? All right. Your next identifier might be your religion. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What, what religion you practice? You know. So this idea, even you know. Uh, the imam was talking about like even like white like that was different they was the nordics they <laughs> those vikings you feel me yeah. all their different you know but through european colonialism and the establishment of the, the transatlantic slave trade and the establishment of the colonization they had to create something this is where you see that to big make, shift make the, european, the way the european identifies us and sees us and this you is know, where you get the uh, you know the 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 Negro, the the, the N-word, Negro. you feel yeah. me? Like all these derogatory yeah. names that become a part of uh, people's psyche. You know what I'm saying? Because that that is a part of the like psychological propaganda and training of racism. Like you have to do training people's minds to think, oh, you're inferior, or oh, you need to be tamed. You feel me? Like oh, you're a brute. Oh, you're an animal. So what do you have to do to a, a animal? You know what I'm saying? Like that was part of the European uh, construct of <laughs> of trying to create an identity for us, right? So when you hear nigger, you feel me? You hear Negro, you, you know what I'm saying? 
that's the foundation of it. You feel me? Is that propaganda of the material reality, but also the psychological warfare that produce those terms that we, you know, still use today. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. And then even the, 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 the way that we're forced to, to use the language that's only afforded to, afforded to us via their inception of us. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we had to use Negro. That's when you a colonized subject in a colonial land, you are only have at your disposal the means of the colonists. I mean, even the language. You yeah. only have at your disposal literally the language, even me as our our languages that we spoke, the different languages that we had amongst different tribes, right? We all we spoke different we you feel me like we had different cultures. You feel me? From different tribes, different cultures, different languages, different practices. And through the transatlantic slave trade, we was all uh the miscegenation between even us as different African peoples with different cultures uh, happened because we on them, we was on them uh, slave ships and you couldn't even you know you might not be be able to communicate with another person mm-hmm. from where they having to use motion and hand signals and to be able to communicate because you feel me they st- they stole it all from they've stolen it all from us yeah. so we have to even use their own language t- to even describe ourselves which is a whole it just shows you how deep uh our oppression really is you know what i'm saying how far go back yeah and removing from your sense of self i don't think we think about how important language is bro for even us like we you know sometimes we don't even have words for it and it's like man this is this language we speak (laughs) there ain't words for it and it's like this is why we always create new language you feel me as even ebonics or you know as the academy want to say aave yeah I mean, we're just making sense of a of a world that, you know, f- for as much as quote-unquote, which I'll get into later, is we have contributed to it uh, in this land in particular, right, the United States of America. We still are just, we only have what the colonizers, the folks in power, allow us to have. And language being one of those biggest mm-hmm. things, like we are... Speaking their language. If we take it all back, this is not the way that we were speaking 500 years ago, pre-European contact, or however many years before we actually had contact with them. Uh, before European contact, we wasn't speaking English. <laughs> like I don't know what I don't know where I'm from, and you know, how far we traced it back, but I know I wasn't speaking this. Sure as hell wasn't. You know, and it wasn't like this was a part of our natural development. This is a part of a development that's connected strictly to the transatlantic slave trade. Strictly to colonialism. <laughs> strictly to settler colonialism. Strictly to imperialism. But throughout our, our people's history, we've always evolved in the way that we have identified, right? Through our historical development, through understanding the uh, the world that we is living in. It's like, okay, they was calling us Negroes, right? And then, you know, we saw, nah, we ain't Negroes, we colored. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, that was a part of our development to ultimate to where we are now as new Africans, still, right? Still, though, making still sense of ourselves. Making sense. We're always trying to make sense of who we are. From their, also with their framework. With their framework. With their language. Like, okay, well, we know, we ain't, we rejected Negro. What else yeah. do we have? Uh, well, I guess. Uh, we got color. color. <laughs> yeah, it's essentially what you're calling us, even, yeah. you know. But, you know, they, they got colors, too. You feel me? They got red Pink, you feel me? White, you know what I'm saying? Like they, mm-hmm. they, they, they got color, but colored automatically meant negative. 
You feel me? Mm-hmm. Always, it automatically meant inferior. So, like, even when you hear the term uh, a person of color, that was first referred to as uh, African people. You feel me? Mm-hmm. You know, it's been weaponized now to POC and uh, other people of color <laughs> use it. But, like, that, that term is useless. What is people of color? Point to people of color on a map. Tell me, what is a tribe of a people of color? Where do people of color come from? It's, it's a useless term that we stopped using. We still, I mean, you know, you got the NAACP, but who helped found the NAACP? W.B. Du Bois. <laughs> how, how did Du Bois um, identify himself? Identify himself as a Pan-African, as an African, right? So why are we still running around calling ourselves colored? When, you know, people from that time period evolved past that, you know, so when, then they're like, I don't, is it a stretch to call it like some xenophobia shit? Because it's like it was a way of them like separating themselves like it's like that's the other. That's the color. Those are the color folks. Yeah. Right? It's like a way. It's just what do we you not white. But it was also a part of like Jim Crow. Like, all right, whites versus colored. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? It was, a, it was a segregation, you know, and then we called ourselves colored. All right. So it wasn't, you know necessarily our choice and we called ourselves that but it was still a result of the society still a result of Jim Crow segregation policies and but I guess it was a step up from Negro to at some point to some people you feel me like <laughs> and then you see uh I'm trying to think about this like cause you I, I read uh you know like you hear about that like cause the Negro was still being moved during the civil rights movement you hear Negro being moved like in the negritude movement of mm-hmm. the 40s, I think that was, 50s. Uh, Should we still hear Negro use today? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we make the shift. You hear Kwame Ture, who at the time of this, making this proclamation of black power was going by Stokely Carmichael, right? Uh, he makes the claim of, of black power. And I'm... Well, I think we should edit in this little segment of why he says he used black power, right? We can use it. I'm going to paraphrase first, but we should definitely edit it in. I'll, to Ture here. In the 1960s, as I said before, you were one of the ardent proponents of using the term black. How do you feel now about abandoning it, abandoning it in favor of African-American? Well, I do not even use the term African-American. I use the term Africans because that's what we are. We're Africans in America. There's nothing American about us. Our history has only been a history of struggle in America. We are the only ethnic group in America who have to shed our blood to make reform. To get the vote, we must shed our blood. To get our children to school, we must shed our blood. To get on a bus and sit where we want, we must shed our blood. To even get in a filthy five and ten cent store, we must shed our blood. So I don't see how we could be American. We're Africans in America struggling against American capitalism. And only until it's destroyed will we enjoy the rights that everyone else is speaking of. But he talks about like, yeah, it was uh, it was a political term, right? Uh, it was a political term that was used to express the uh, oppression that black folks are facing simply because of the color of their skin. That's what he was saying. He was like, that's what the point was. It, was. it was a political term. He was making a political act by saying black power. Like, since our skin is the reason why we get subjected to this, what we need is black power. We need that power. You feel me? Like- and you got to also think about when he first uh, articulated black power, who he's standing around. He was standing right next to King. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So 
at that time period is like King was assimilationist pushing integration and then you have Kwame Ture come from you know the SNCC background but saying nah we want power it was antagonistic we want power yeah. for our community we want complete power complete independence they picking up the gun against us we gonna pick up the gun too and send them back to where they came from that is power I want the power to be able to determine my destiny mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like and use that famous like lynch quote. Like, I don't want them to have the power to lynch me. That's my problem. I need to develop power so they can't. <laughs> yep. They can't. You feel me? But then you have the development of black at that time, where our black power, black pride. But of course, you're gonna have a, a counterinsurgency to that by these uppity Negroes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there is the term African American is born. Right, Jesse Jackson. Right, who is. <laughs> Tried to assimilate uh, African peoples into the system. But it was all a containment strategy. That The term African-American was a containment strategy. Oh, it's not. Uh, we can't have all this Kwame Ture black power stuff no more. We need African-American. Because what's birthed out of the black power movement? <laughs> the the <pants>. birth <laughs> of the black power movement is also coincides with the demise of the empire. Mm-hmm. With the eventual demise of the empire. The birth of African American goes hand in hand with assimilating yourself into the empire. The integration is ploy. And this is why we have to reject the term African American African American. For one, how can two things how can two things that are so antagonistic exist? Right? What Therese says, since America has come in, since Africa has come into contact with, with America, it has been constant and constant conflict. Constant conflict. How can those? How can something? How can something that be? How can something like an like a, like America that's so against Africa since its inception, right? Since its inception until in, in contemporary times, where you see however many American uh, army bases on the continent as a result of uh, Africom African Command, if you can see uh, how much we exploit the raw materials of Africa: the uranium, the cobalt, the aluminum, the rice, the coffee beans. Right? How can something that's so exploited for it at the same time want to boister it at the same like that's that's contradictory. It's too much of a contradiction. I can't step on you and lift you up at the same time. If I was to put my foot in your chest and grab your arm and try to lift you up off the ground, it's two opposing forces, <laughs> bro. Like Literally. how does that work? And that's what that's what it, how can how can we be under the heel as Africans, right? Because if you say you're African American, you identify as African. You're saying, yes, I am African, but I am too this thing that oppresses me and wants to remove me and doesn't want me to exist. So why do you have a problem with African, but you don't have a problem with African-American? For American to exist, for American as an identifier to exist, there has to be the exploitation of Africa. Which you, the you, continent you, in the person. <laughs> exactly. In the people. The land that produced the people <laughs> and the people that <laughs> tilled the land. <laughs> Feel me? It's free to land for the people <laughs> at its and, core. And even the person who again coined this term of, of black power says, like, yeah, I, I coined the term, but evolution happens. And what, and what I, is what I come end? to understand power now is land. Why, it wasn't, what I understood power at that time is not what I understand power as now. What what power is now is land. And where is my land? Africa. <laughs> where are my people? Throughout the world. Where's our homeland? Africa. But for us here, 
as you know, new, new Africans. Africans trying to free the land from colonial rule, from Euro Euro American control, and forge the new African nation. Um, here, our new African nation, the Republic of New Africa, being the Black Belt, right? Um, why is why is New African the correct identifier for us? I mean, Black first, people here in America. First, first and foremost, we as African people, we look at a map. Where is Black on a map? Where is African American on a map? Where is colored on a map? Where is Negro on a map? It's nowhere to be found. You're going to get an error code. You type that on, on Google. <laughs> error 404. You feel me? You feel me? You ain't going to get no type of uh, <laughs> understanding from that. But when you search Africa, that is our land. That is our homeland. That is where we came from. And this process of understanding new African, we understand the uh, miscegenation process where we were stolen from our land, different tribes was forced on to, to different slave ships. Through that process, miscegenation began. You feel me? Then brought to the plantation where we was forced to, was forced, you feel me, into miscegenation with the, the white man. You know what I'm saying? And through that process, and we escaped off the plantation and, and lived with, lived in harmony for the most part with uh, indigenous people miscegenated with them so through that process of the transatlantic slave trade through that process of settler colonialism uh, a new african was born so understanding that that connection is very important very important you got to understand that that uh historical development of us as a people you know what i'm saying and understanding that it is our right to be free it is our right to have a, a national liberation um in this land because what is the if we don't have that right, then what is the answer? Settler socialism? What is that answer? What we're living in now in uh, assimilationist integration? Or is it complete independence and complete uh, autonomy over our, over our lives? And how do we actually uh, unify with the continent? We have to have a base to be able to do that. We have to have land uh, to be able to do that, to be able to uh, move that struggle forward. So through that is uh, a new African was born and our... For us, especially us as uh, products of the chattel slavery, the black belt is our home. You feel me? We've been on this land for hundreds of years, and we have the right to free it. We have the right uh, to take and overthrow our captor. We have the right to be free. International law says that. So why aren't we doing it? <laughs> and... Yeah, I think you touching on like all the social, economic, and political reasons as to why, right? Like, we need the new African nation, why we should identify as new African. And I think there's something like, I mean, I think humanitarianism follows under falls under all that as well, right? But like on a humanitarian level, why would we want to identify with something that has caused the world, specifically third world, third world peoples, so much trauma and strife? Like, you want do you want to identify with that? So you something wanna- that led to the <laughs> genocide of our own people. The continued genocide of our own people, the genocide of the folks indigenous to this land, our people, our 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 people in the Middle East, in Latin America, Asia, the Caribbean. Like you want to, you want to identify with that. I wouldn't want nothing to do with this if I claim to love myself and love the rest of the world. I wouldn't want to identify with nothing that is the planet. Shit, we talking about human like, bro, we the talking planet, about, animals, we just talking about just from the a ocean, pure bro. humanity, right? You know what That's what you say, like a pure egalitarian. What is the biggest symbol for destruction known to man at this time? It is the American flag. It's the British flag. 
and you want to identify with that and say you're a part of this, what does that mean for you now? That this is your history, you understand your history as a black person, as a new African. You understand your history and you still say, no, I'm American. I think as a lover of life and liberty, then you should not want this flag to exist. You should not want any of the socioeconomic and political morals, values, and systems that have led for America to be what it is to exist. And that name should know, like, when we liberate this world, when we liberate this this territory, right, quote-unquote North America, America should not exist. Mm-hmm. That, that, that should be a word that's removed from our vocabulary. Period. That's what liberation, like, we talk about decolonizing the mind, body, and spirit, like, we have to rid ourselves of the poison that is American values, American systems. Like Jalil said in our earlier podcast, free your mind, your ass gonna follow. It's, everything starts within your mind. You know, getting back to earlier, your intention. If you intend to live as an American and you identify yourself uh, in your mind as an American, how are you going to act? You're probably going to act like an American. You're probably going to act like a hyper-consumer. You're probably going to worship all these false idols, whether it's uh, celebrity culture, uh, presidents, uh, capitalism. You feel me? But when you have this understanding internally, and your intention is to live a life as as a new African, and you understand your uh, connection to your motherland, every day you're going to live different versus someone who has a slave mentality. A captive mentality of being an American. It's the fact of the matter. We have to develop a, 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 a psychological understanding so we move forward. You feel me? Because we're under psychological warfare <laughs> every single day to hate ourselves. Like Malcolm said, when he said who taught you to hate yourself? <laughs> the Americans did. Now you, you identifying with that? You identifying with African American? But who taught you to love yourself? Africans did. Who taught you the true meaning of love? Africa. Your people. In every way you could think of it. Who helped produce that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, like Tere says, you got to know if you're African or American because African and America, African and America are diametrically opposed. You can't be both. These two things, they're contradictory to each other. Like two opposing right. forces. They're like left and right. You can't go left and right at the same time. So therefore, you cannot be. How, again, without you destroying cannot, yourself. Without you pulling yourself both ways. African, <laughs> American. And like Pox, and like, again, you, you mentioned the point of, you know, when Pox says, don't just get your African name, get your African brain. The moment you start thinking like, okay, when you start to realize like, I am African. Right, thus I am new African. What does it look like me to look like for me to live in ways that are beneficial to that identity, to that nation? Right, because right now living like African American, no wonder why life is full of contradictions. You're trying to be two things that can't exist, exist at <laughs> the same can. time. <laughs> How can we uplift American values while simultaneously uplifting American African values? African values of communalism, of family, of equality, whereas American values of Separation, divide, conquer, me, 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 consume, 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 profit over people. How can how can you again? If African values are communal, egalitarian, my development is not at the expense of the other person. Whereas America's housing isn't a human right, education isn't a human right, healthcare isn't a human right. How can I be those two things at the same time? 
I'll be walking around in constant state of confusion like so many of us are, myself included, because I'm trying to live, I'm trying to bring to life Africa in America. I'm trying to find a way that both these values live at the same time. How can I be a consumer and be egalitarian? How can I be for my people but also want to develop myself at the expense of others? You can't, nigga. Scientifically impossible. You can't. Can't. On a scientific level, nigga, there's a there's that there's a certain point of de- degrees Celsius when water is considered freezing. <laughs> <laughs> there's a certain point. Yeah, there's a certain point where your Africanness, if you're trying to be African American, nigga, you want some you you can't can't be both. What do you say to the people who say like, uh, well, we built this land, we pay our taxes. How come everybody else gets to come over here and be an American first, before us, before the before black people? Why would you want to be a part of the system that oppresses you is my first question. Why do you want to be a part of the system that has caused you so much misery and now you begging to be a part of the system? Because they owe it to me. They don't owe you shit. <laughs> Yo. They are our ancestors. Our ancestors built this nation. So we're going to take it. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I... We built the nation, yeah. So we're going to take it and build the Republic of New Africa and have complete, total independence and autonomy. And what they do owe us is reparations. At the most minimum. At the most minimum. They and not reparations, reparations that y'all not have this, come to understand 40 me. acres in a mule or where's my check? Not a fucking, uh, excuse me, not a, a MasterCard that is preloaded with $4,000 and that's a reparation. That ain't no reparation. reparation. The highest form of reparation comes through the development Land. and the creation of the Republic of New Africa. Machinery, tools, money, Ele- electricity grids, like, military. Come on. All the infrastructure. That's what reparations is. So we got to stop. Now reparations Reparations are so conflated. Not even conflated. Now they just misusing it. So to the person it. who would say something like, oh, you know, all these other people come here and they, they get to live an American dream. Let's create the new African dream. <laughs> that's my response. Because that's... Let's in take, collaboration let's, with our indigenous. Let's take what's ours. You feel me? If we till this land, then what's stopping us from claiming it? If we built the infrastructure, what's stopping us from claiming it? Why do we want to be a part of this American apartheid legal system that is anti our complete existence? Feel me? We got to free the land completely. We got to free our minds from this American way of thinking, of this American legal way of thinking, of, oh, things are this way and it got to be this way. It don't got to be this way. If you study history, every empire has, has fallen and America too will fall, God willing. It is going to happen. That's science. It's going to happen. But that's why we have to have, again, positive force and positive intention. The f- biggest positive intention you can have is realizing yourself. You ain't nothing. You was a new African. And you got history when you know that. You got pride when you know that. Because when you know Africa, you know the history of Africa. Or maybe you don't know Africa yet. Maybe you don't understand Africa yeah. yet. And that's cool, but we know what you ain't. You ain't, you ain't Africa American. Africa gave you everything. You Africa American. gave the world everything. <laughs> These people just came and stole it all. From the science, mathematics, to monotheism. All of it was produced from Africa. Humanity started with Africa. We, we got to understand that. Got to understand that. Hella Black, 123, what's in the name? 
New Africa. That's the name. <laughs> That's the name, New African. So put, put that in your bio. Take that Ukrainian flag out your bio oh, and man. put put New Africa in your bio. Take that American flag out your, out your bio Put new Africa in your bio because that's what you is, whether you realize it consciously or not. We is all new Africans because this is what we was born out of. This history was born out of. Let's return to Africa mentally first. Let's get to study our African history. And if you start there, start reading African history. Start reading African history. Read you some Kwame Nkrumah, some Jalil Muntakin, some uh, CLR James, some Julius Nairi. Read some of that. Read some of that. Get you some African history. You get there, then you'll start to see why you can't be African. Shake Diop, come on. Understand the civilizations that we had, pre-colonialism, the advancements and achievements we were making scientifically. Understand all that. <laughs> you should have pride. You should have pride. Because if we eradicate America, right, if we... If we, uh, for us to have, for us to bring, like, I even think about, like, the the African-American's ideal dream, right, is to be integrated fully into America. For the masses of Africans, quote-unquote African-Americans, to be fully integrated into America, America, as you know it, can no longer exist because it's a system that exploits the people. It's a system system that exploits the average African-American. So if you were even to be able to to meet to reach that utopian where we pay our taxes, where we're integrated, we're no longer second class citizens. That in itself is no longer America because America was built on the exploitation of the, Af- the quote unquote African American. So even the world that you dream of is not a world where America exists. Yeah. Why well, take African American <laughs> when you have New Africa when it's right there for you? Because everything you want is within New Africa. America has very clear definers. Like very clear standards and morals and foundations. Capitalism, racism, imperialism, imperialism, right? You start to remove these things, you no longer have America. And those things have to be removed in order for, again, for the quote-unquote African-American to to thrive. And thus we give you Africa. We give you new Africa. And that's our job as as organizers is to show people. You know what I mean? So we have to do is show people that new Africa is the way. That new Africa, the Republic of New Africa... As the people's best interest at heart. Once we do that, once we're able to show through our programs, programs for decolonization, through the building of the Front for the Liberation of the New African Nation, people are going to see us in a national interest to get on board. Because, <laughs> you feel me? Three phase theory, the third phase, we're going to be fighting the people's war. And which side are you on, my brother? <laughs> should be the freedom side. Should be the freedom side. Episode 123, Hella Black.